Welcome to the Quack Hole Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quacker and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 What is happening Quack. right now? I don't know. Quack. 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 Twelve in. Oh. I am your host, Adam Jamail. And I am your other host, oh Aaron God. Schroeder. Coming in <laughs> insanely hot. The man whose job it is to keep the levels low is blowing oh, up. Oh, brother. You know I don't what? blame you, dude. It's been, it's been a hell of a week. You know, the, you know that it's hell now of a, a meme. Hell of a week. Fun video. It's a meme. What is a meme? I don't know. But you know the one where it's like... The guy, the old guy's in the near the car, and he looks like he's hurt, and he's getting mugged. And the guy's like, "Call an ambulance!" And then he pulls out a gun. He's like, "But not for me." Have you ever seen that meme? No. Well, it's a great meme. I, I spoiled it for you, but that is what <laughs> the ducks just went through. We sure. Just had a fucking awesome week, my man. Uh, it, it, it's it, everything happened, including just. I'll just tell you this. Basketball W's. Boom, boom, wow. boom, boom, boom. There is hope everywhere. Wow. I'm, the sun I'm is shining in Eugene, Oregon, huh? Woo. Well, no. It's actually a terrible, terrible ice storm. We're having... Oh. I, I hear it's bad in Seattle, too. Am I wrong? You're, well, I know it's bad in Seattle after this week. I'll tell you that much. It's been... Oh, but um. Uh, no, it's been dry as a bone in Ballard for the whole week. There's been zero snow. Mm. See, ours is our, this is the weirdest snow I ever seen. It truly is just like ice. It's coming out, uh, like already just completely like it's it's frozen and it just stacks on top of okay frozen snow and it's the driest snow I've ever. Yeah, seen. we had a very small flurry that I did take note that it looked like I could give you two things here. It looked like future ice cream, Dippin' Dots. You know what I mean? Oh, I get you. No, I get what Ice cream mean. of the future. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, or like when you rip styrofoam packaging apart and the little balls of it kind of start mm-hmm. floating. That's what it was. I was just like, that's weird looking snow. This is that's exciting, That's stupid right? looking snow. Well, this is good for <laughs> podcasting, right? Talking about the weather. Yeah. Day of in two different cities. This <laughs> yes. is good, yes? Yes. From a week ago. From a, yeah, at this point, it takes me so long to get these things up. That, but yeah. yes, you're right, and I do believe we should refrain from being too mean to the Huskies because they got ripped apart in every aspect. The fuck you talking so, about, man? This is this is showing up drunk to your enemy's funeral episode. Okay, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> this is like people are grabbing you, taking you off the stage, and you're like, "I got more shit to say." That's what this episode is. And for this most special episode, uh, Aaron's hitting a vape, got a big bowl of oranges in front of him. 
I've heard of the Orange Bowl, but this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I'm literally looking at an Orange Bowl. Uh, For this very special episode, we have a very special guest, which I am ashamed. It has been too long since we've had this dear friend. You've dropped the ball on that one for sure. I wish he was here at least every week. I know. (laughs) Instead of you, honestly. Yeah. James Voss of the infamous Ditch Rich Substack. You know he's a good guy. My man James, how you whoa, doing, whoa, 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 whoa. James? What is up, my fellow stepping stones? We are here. <laughs> oh, we're in man. the ice. I hear we're talking weather here. Yeah. Uh, I, I hear we're talking about Tom Cruise uh, <laughs> leaving Paramount to go to Warner Warner uh, Universal. Wow. Literally this, but like a minute before we started recording, I was thinking I have to get James's take on the new Mission Impossible movie because it's the most recent Tom Cruise movie that's come out. I mean, I assume you've seen it. You've seen every single Tom Cruise movie. Is that correct? That is that is correct. <laughs> um, actually, I realized this week they made a second Jack Reacher, and oh, yeah. uh, I did not go see that one. Uh, okay. I realized that because on TikTok, uh, the Amazon Jack Reacher show yep. is oh. going viral on TikTok, or just like, you can watch full episodes on it in yeah. 15 second chunks. And uh, <laughs> I realized they made a second one. And that was after my initial comprehensive uh, coverage. Of, <laughs> well, you got to watch that one. What you, would you think of the latest Mission Impossible? I forget what it's called. It's not Rogue Nation. It's called Part it called One. Dead Reckoning Part One. There you go. There you go. My biggest criticism <laughs> and, is it's a part one. I don't like the trend of like, here's half a movie. We'll, we'll give you the second. I half mean, movie. he's probably taking us out on a big note, you know. I oh yeah, we might not get another Mission Impossible, or if we do, it's going to be the one in which he dies. He which actually would dies. be awesome for our well, sins. I'm I'm not sure. Well, if if Ethan Hunt dies, it will be for our sins. Uh, that's for <laughs> sure. But uh, I'm not sure he can die. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed uh, this one. It was right stuck in between Barbie. And Oppenheimer, yeah. and that was my three weekends mm. in a row seeing a premiere. I I definitely think they could have, and that's probably why he left Paramount. They could have picked a better two movies not to like hang yeah. around or, uh, yeah. or get released around. But I thought it was a classic. I thought it did. Did either of you see it? I did. I, I almost started it. It's, it's solid. It's <laughs> so, solid. It, and it has uh, probably one of the most because one of the best parts about Mission Impossible is the that stunts. there's just like Top Gun is there's no real enemy like no real no. It's, a, it's a nameless faceless country or a nameless face it, it's not very political in any way mm-hmm. uh, it kind of it's not a prisoner of the moment but this one had like a real AI yeah. like storyline to it that that kind of made it very feel like it wanted to change its tone a little bit and talk about what's happening. It was but, a bit topical because uh, then that, and then little spoiler alert for you, Aaron. Sure. Whatever. In the beginning, uh, it has like a submarine, like super, super, super low, you know, like, like on the ocean floor blowing up. And I believe this was like the week 
of those millionaires getting crushed like a can, you know? Like, oh shit! So it felt it felt so relevant. Like it was, it was nice. very close. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I did enjoy it. The set pieces were really fun. The little Buster Keaton like nod at the end with all the train chaos was really the train cool. was sweet. The train was really cool. That was awesome. And in this one, more than ever, like you you have to just buy into it that like. He is basically Jesus in those movies. Yeah. It's like not yeah. even a metaphor. It's like it's like he is on the level of Jesus in those it's like the the morals uh the the um uh themes of that movie are just basically just like just trust in me. Like look into my eyes, put your faith in me. Exactly. And, uh, it, it, it's very much faith and, yeah. and <laughs> I am invincible and you just got to stand behind me cuz I can take any bullet and yeah. I can do <laughs> I've got a theory. What's that? Uh, we know that Tom Cruise has left Paramount. Mm -hmm. So we could probably presume if part one is already out, he probably filmed these bastards at the same time. They broke up because of COVID, I believe. They were ah, like, it's it slowed down the. It's that movement. whole so thing like, oh, where he was we'll being take... super hardcore about his precautions. Yeah. Got it. Okay, which is good. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So I bet. Here's what I'm gonna say. Part two, he dies. It'd be kind of cool. And so It'd it makes sense because you're like, okay, well, he's dead. He left Paramount. The contract is over. But then five years from now, super secret, we're going to get a Fox Searchlight resurrection. Maybe three years later. I don't know. They do have <laughs> – uh, they they clearly have, like, the passing of the Torch character in there. Like, you know – Oh, do they? She, You know, like – I forget. She's in, like, the Marvel Universe – she plays Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell, like like uh, Agent Carter, if you know that. Yeah, she's a sure. great actress. Um, there, it seems like they may be stepping that. Anyways, this is okay. an Oregon Ducks podcast. True, true, true. But I, it is the talking, off season. <laughs> but we just won the off season. Natty. We just stole the words right out of my <laughs> right? mouth. We are who needs who needs a real national championship? I don't even remember that. It was a week ago. <laughs> don't remember it one bit didn't watch a second of it you didn't actually. watch any of it you were just i get it i, I turned off my phone airplane mode played a board game i, I was just sat did, did some laundry i could not i got too good of a photographic memory and mm -hmm. i did not want any of that to be burned into my brain if the the off chance that uh uh the the worst happened. I get it. <laughs> I was watching that game. I was watching that game, and I still, cause like Duck Twitter, which is really where that's like kind of what I assume all the fan bases, the good and the bad, is basically Duck Twitter. Um, they had it as basically like, oh, they're gonna win, and this is gonna be the worst moment of all of our lives. I definitely had the hope of like. You know, like like anyone who's been watching this Washington team, it's like maybe like they they've been so close to losing so many times. Michigan is a a quality team at least on one side of the ball. I was holding out hope that this would you know be a loss, and it was wonderful that it was. Um, especially that thought, the thing that really kept me going that I was like, I gotta watch this whole game, is the idea of like those Washington fans who got on those treacherous, treacherous Alaska Airlines flights, mm -hmm. barely survived with doors flying off everywhere. They paid <laughs> they paid good money for that. Had to wait 10 hours in line to get on the plane. 
went to where it was played, I completely forgot, and then paid thousands of dollars to watch what will be the worst memory of their lives. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's like that those were the stakes and I loved it so much. And then from that point, from what could have been like truly the high point of their program, it has been the Chris Farley and Black Sheep falling down the mountain. Like mm-hmm. like it, it it's amazing. like uh James, if you want to walk us through at least the the what were your thoughts? Did you think Dan Lanning was gone? If you had to put mo- your own money on it, would you have said Dan Landing to Bama or Dan Landing staying? I, I you see, I, I said it off off air real quick, but we're we're we are a broken fan base. We, we've spurned, uh, and honestly, before that that Thursday morning video came out that that Dan said, "Oh, I'm uh, I'm not leaving." And there were reports that he was in Tuscaloosa, reports that he was mm-hmm. and, and maybe some some players had said Treshawn Holden and Jaleel Florence, like it all said like, oh, he's not leaving or, or laughing emoji and stuff and taking it very casually. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had already coped. I was already he was already gone. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to it felt like some of the healthiest I had done because for both Willie and, and Mario, I was like, no, 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 mm-hmm. they they never leave. They never leave. And uh, I feel like I'd learned. I feel like that was healthy for me to have already like countered him in an Alabama hat and yeah. whatnot. But uh, pleasantly surprised uh, by because because a coach doesn't have to come out and do this, do the what Dan has done all three times that he has been in the conversation, whether or not he's actually been offered these jobs. And look out, that's a fair warning for. Uh, UW fans that will come after you saying <laughs> Dan was never offered the job yeah. or, or anybody else saying that Dan, why would Dan be offered the job? Kalen's beat him like five times. Yeah. Al- Alabama, <laughs> Alabama officially says that Kalen DeBoer was their number one guy forever. They were, yeah. but it's like, well, I, would I, would, I would say that too. I would say that too. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but it, it's um, whether or not he was actually offered the job, it doesn't matter anymore. We are post truth, and he got out in front of it, and he said, "I am not leaving." And and if you're scared, if you are scared, your coach is leaving. Come play for us. Oh. To turn this into a recruiting pitch, to turn that into whatever, like no other coach has done that. No other coach, and then it becomes something that everyone played on every show. He gets to go on McAfee. He gets to go on. Uh, on, on Josh Pate, like talks about it. He says it is, it becomes amplified over mm-hmm. and over again. And th- this, like, um, we have, I said it, the highest paid PR team. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for real, man. Well, and it's, it's, I think you nailed it. Uh, but just to reiterate, I think the most powerful thing about all this is realizing instead of being like, oh, I can get a bit more money out of this or like, I don't want to deal with the social media mess or whatever it is to weaponize it the Uh next morning and go and literally to realize the 2024 landscape. And that this is, you know, he's such a young coach. This is the this is what he's born into. This is there's no old school mentality of like oh blah 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 like he knows that this is a huge weapon to be like come come play for I'm not going anywhere 
And that mm-hmm. is that's such a rare thing. With Saban gone, with Harbaugh like gone, not that Harbaugh was always kind of off and on, but like there's fewer and fewer places like Kirby Smart, you know, th- that you know that person is staying. Um, and like, I think what would be the sweetest thing, what I love so much, Aaron, you remember why, whenever we would play Washington, this guy would show up, uh, really good defensive back, uh, Jabbar Muhammad. Anytime he'd make a big play, he'd go. That guy, he's a defensive back. Does that ring Never a bell saw that. Yeah, I mean, he's not so good that he was doing it all the time, but oh, that, I that see. was his thing. Okay. Uh, he, he entered the transfer portal because okay. all of Washington, like, they they are just done with not even Kalen DeBoer, but it seems like the institution they are fucking over. Sure, it. he is in in really high talks to transfer over to Oregon, which that would be so damn sweet. Like a player yeah. that you know their fan base loves is now wearing green and yellow. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, oh, it makes me feel so good. Uh, you think he was smoking weed in that blunt at the end of that video? No, that it was definitely says- a cigar. It says the grass the grass is damn green in Eugene. And then I mean, that's the best line ever. If that's the thing keeping him in Oregon and not going to Alabama, I know he's got Zins in the front pocket. I know uh, Dan Dan's a young guy. He's about it. Hey, keep him in Oregon. It is interesting. The only other place you go is Colorado after Dion Lee. Yeah, no, that is so true. It's like. If you know you're staying in Eugene, and I heard uh, this is some true like message board, you know, bullshit. Uh, probably not true or anything, but I've heard that part of the reason why they're so like foot down, I am in Eugene, is because there's also like they're not just giving them a salary. There may be like Nike stock options involved, mm-hmm. which is damn. Uh, like I, I would honestly think smoking a big ass blunt which is completely <laughs> legal. And we know he's willing to do stuff that like put his neck out a little bit. Like he's not just saying coach speak. Cause when he was saying all that stuff against like gun violence, which should be a pretty normal, mm-hmm. you know, belief to have. Um, mm-hmm. But he, you know, like that is, that's a rare ass thing for a coach to come out and say that, um, yeah. that, that makes me believe if, if he was smoking a blunt, okay. Which is legal, <laughs> completely legal to do. That would actually show recruits like, oh, I could, I could go there and legally <laughs> smoke weed. That is, that is actually something that Oregon has to offer that other, a lot of other states don't. Like if you're, in, if, if you're we, Alabama, they they don't have, a, you know, they got Kalen DeBoer. Like you come, come Oregon. I would think. I yeah. mean, it's starting to become pretty normalized in professional sports now, to where I feel like. Baseball like doesn't even test for weed anymore, right? I don't know. I don't I think don't they care. care. And Sean Kent talked about how he's stoned every game he ever played. <laughs> I mean, they're all like on painkillers. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's got to be better. Yeah, I'll take this over over any of that. Like mm-hmm. any of that mess. No I know it wasn't one. It was a cigar. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, um, if if that was if for some reason it was in some alternate universe where. We just promoted our university and promoted recruiting uh, while our head coach was smoking a giant blunt. <laughs> that would be dope. We owe Cliff Harris a, a oh, induction. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> we owe him just like Reggie Bush is owed an apology exactly. for all this NIL. Uh, you know, actually, Cliff wasn't just in trouble for smoking weed. He was in trouble for driving quite yeah. recklessly, which is 
not owed an apology for, but we yeah. didn't drive recklessly <laughs> promoting our recruit, our yeah. recruiting, and for smoking all the weed. That's not cool. Yeah. You should have a little bit. Not cool. Yeah, you got it. Well, he said we. Him and him and Darren Thomas asleep in the passenger seat. I did yeah. love someone said uh, right before the national championship game, someone on Twitter, I forget who, maybe Puddles or someone, was like, this would be such an awesome time for a random drug test of Washington. <laughs> That's <laughs> really, <laughs> that is what happened to us, God damn it. Um, and so, okay, so right now, yeah, so, allegedly. Um, and so... That was an amazing, amazing time. People, I mean, so many times people were posting the Wolf of Wall Street gif because that that really encapsulated it all. Well, I'm not going anywhere. And so then the heat completely just 180. And Washington knew this. They wanted Dan Lanning gone for a bunch of reasons. Sure. Mainly because so Kalen DeBoer wouldn't be leaving. It is terrible when your head coach leaves. But Kalen DeBoer, he goes, and suddenly Washington fans are opening up their eyes to the things that Ducks have, you know, kind of like thrown at them after losses, where it's like, the dude hasn't been recruiting for two years. Right. And when you when you haven't been recruiting very well for two years, and then your head coach leaves, and it just so happens that, like, this was a dream season where your best talent is now going to the NFL— or, you know, medically retiring or something like that. Like, the dominoes have stacked to just royally fuck over this Huskies team. And yeah. it's beautiful. It's so, it's so great. I mean, they should be, it should be common sense that nobody in Seattle is going to keep their job for more than two years because that's just Seattle startup culture. <laughs> like the school has just done the same thing now. They're just startup culture. They're gonna reinvest every two years. Kalen DeBoer is like in like a uh uh Amazon bro. Like Yeah, like, you know. I, they're I live pivoting. Here in a nice house, That's all it's just a pivot. I haven't really made any friends or anything here yet. Yeah, walk walk in the halls while answering email on his laptop, uh-huh. like going from meeting one meeting to another. He's doing yeah, one of yeah. these things where he can like use his smart glasses to Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, it, and it's it's like the mood is soured there. Like I said, oh, it sure. seems not. It seems like a lot of these players are like, I don't want to play for a while. I don't want to see this Washington logo anymore. It doesn't matter who you get next. Um, the the meeting that he had to like say, hey guys, I'm gone, was sparsely attended, like twenty five percent. Yeah, did, you, did know, you hear that? It, it was reported. I, I didn't listen to it, but I heard it was, and it's an awkward listen. Am I right? I couldn't get through the first, I, I listened like the first minute and a half, and I think I'd heard a different section of it during, like on Twitter, but it was, it, it was very hard to follow. It, he hadn't really thought it out and we'll get to this, we'll get to this later. But um, like, I think you just got to say, Hey guys, like, I'm excited about this. I'm sorry. I'm out. Like, follow me if you want. It shouldn't be. It should be zip in, zip out, especially when they already saw it on Twitter. Like, yeah, you're not telling them anything new. Oh, his yeah. goodbye note was super shit. It wasn't. No. So he had a meeting. He actually didn't leave a note. Uh, he had a meeting oh. where he's like, but it already had already broken. So sure. Everyone already knew. So like a quarter of the team showed up. And he was Woof. very teary, like teary eyed and stuff like that. But it kind of had the, well, from what I heard, it kind of had the feeling of almost like, 
I can't believe this is happening to us, you guys. It's like yeah, yeah, you're the one yeah. doing this. Yeah. <laughs> it lacked it lacked active language. He made it very yeah. much seem like when this happened, like uh-huh. I, it was I was gutted. Like no, oh, when they offered me twice yeah. the amount I make here. Yeah, I was well, and it wasn't even, to leave. Uh, Washington supposedly was ready to like pony up and get like get him like to nine million dollars a year. Like Jeez. about what about what Bama was gonna pay him, but it's clear he's just like I'd rather have the Bama job. Thank you. Bye. I bet. How if you give us three years, Dan Lanning will be the highest paid college football coach. Hey, I mean he just. We'll see if I he deserves I love the idea of keeping him here. He's ready to stay here. Money yeah. is nothing. Throw it all towards him. Why not? Yeah. Aaron, if you want that, you just gotta go buy a bunch of Nike. Buy yeah. it, it, it it all goes it's the, see, all that stuff is off the book. See the problem yeah, with baby. Nike shoes though is that they like their seams rip super easy. So I just stick with vans. They're more durable. Aaron, Sorry, Nike. How <laughs> fucking dare you? Yes. No, yeah, I have no, I have no Nike loyalty for se. Don't hide your Nike logo, bro. It's beautiful. I love the <laughs> oh, swoosh. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah, that's it, baby. Paid, Phil, Phil paid a good fifty dollars for that. Fuck logo. yeah, bro. <laughs> With interest, sucker. that would be a pretty good check. <laughs> um. So so then so Washington's in a, yeah. in a terrible spot here. We're all dancing. We're having a good time. Um, they did get a high. I was horrified. I'm a Seahawks fan. Do you have an NFL fandom, James? Um, not particularly. I am a uh, a mercenary. I am whenever oh there whenever you go. Herbert, oh Herbert candle. whenever Herbert comes out. Uh, I'm uh, I'm a, looking for Harbaugh to get a That'd job. Be nice. today. That'd be nice. That'd be really nice. Uh, Something so, happened with. Never mind. Keep going. Side sidebar. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. So I, there was a moment where like Pete, Car- like the idea of Pete Carroll certainly makes sense. You mm-hmm. know, and the one knock on him is like he paid a player, and in 2024, that is only a good thing. And he just got fired. He could live in Seattle and still like he wouldn't even have to move. You know, it certainly would make sense. Fortunately, it didn't happen because that would have I would have hated that because I like Pete Carroll. Instead, old <laughs> Jed Fish. Well, Jed Fish, the Arizona football coach, does exactly what Kalen DeBoer did to Washington. He does to Arizona. But, yeah, I mean, I don't – I'm certainly not one of those people that, um, cat, like, is like, this dude's a bad moral guy because he quit his job and took a higher-paying job. I don't – I mean, yeah. it hurt me when Taggart did it. Yeah. It hurt me when Cristobal did it. I'm rooting against them. But lying is a part of this job. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But see, that's why Lanning is so badass is that he's not lying. He's just like he's going to shoot it straight because that's how you build a true team. Because, you know, yeah. we're all here telling the truth. The power. Haven't of we seen Ted Lasso? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, what's funny is I got to the last episode like, and you didn't watch the it. last episode. Uh, my my uh, account, I forget what it's even on Apple TV. Yes, yeah. I ran out of it. And I'm like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. They, they probably win or something. I don't know. <laughs> something heartwarming. Um, no, he dies. Turns out he had cancer what? by the time he's dead. Yeah, he gets torn yeah. apart by his team because they lose a game. They eat him. 
Holy to cure shit. the cancer. They, they crash into the Andes. <laughs> yes. It was it was quite intense. You'll they'll talk about it a lot at the Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so Jed Fish, he goes there. What do you think of the hire, James? If if you know, so, taking yourself out of it, what do you think? No, I mean I think it's probably the best they could have done in given the timing. Like Taggart and Mario both happen right before the bowl game, mm-hmm. right? Like in, in December and and this happens at such a weird time just because Nick, whenever Nick Saban decides to to retire, that's when it's going to happen. And so this is a bizarre timing wise. But um, one, Washington's biggest mistake is going out and getting a guy that Dan has a winning record against uh, because that was they had three and oh on us and uh, <laughs> they went and got dead fish who Dan has already beat. Yeah. Uh, so it sucks for them. They could have got Grub and counted that as mm-hmm. their OC. They counted that as three and zero. Who wanted they to be there? It sounds got like. Jonathan Smith. Yeah, and we're one. He's one and one. Uh, at least he got like five hundred there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's kind of. It seems like he did a really good job at Arizona, and I was uh, definitely interested in uh, like the trajectory he had them on and going into the Big Twelve. I honestly like. They had a pretty clear path to the playoff in the 12-team playoff world. They're probably one or two in the Big 12 going into next year yeah. with that roster. And he kind of, I don't, I mean, I think he's just going to be here for two years and jump again, like from Seattle to either NFL mm-hmm. or Florida where he went to, where he went to school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I guess you you're they're just really thinking short-term. And uh, that's that's what confused me about it. I agree. It seems like him at Arizona again, continuity, um, and and where Washington is at this very moment, and no one seems to think that he's going to be sticking around. Basically, in the West Coast period, it seems like that would have been the spot. Maybe we we do have it wrong, and maybe he's like, "Oh, I'll be at Washington as long as I keep winning." But uh, it, it did feel a little strange. Can he recruit? Um, he uh well he was like f- relative for how bad of a situation Arizona is in right now. They're mm-hmm. crazy in debt. They've been bad at football for a really long time. When he got there, he inherited a terrible team. Mm-hmm. So relative to that, he can recruit, but he's never proven yeah. to be like anywhere close to Dan Lanning. But so yeah. really he's got the same situation at Washington, but probably more money to play with. More money, at least, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've, it makes sense it, that, yeah, he gets there, he gets a bunch of freshmen that can be built on, and then he bails and somebody comes in and turns those freshmen into seniors, and then something else happens. If <laughs> if the freshmen stick around, because oh, a, a huge part of this is, um, uh, and, and I, this is a question for you both, is uh, so there's currently a young quarterback, Noah Fafita, and a young wide receiver, Tedaroa McMillan, yeah, at at U of A. Mm-hmm. They both went to Servite, and there's a handful of other players. Both went to Servite in Orange County. Uh, huge dynamic duo. Uh, they did great in the Pac-12 this year. Uh, they were going to do even better in the Big 12. But it is kind of presumed that they will follow Jed Fish to Seattle. Mm-hmm. They, they they haven't come out and said anything uh, one or the other, but that's another part of this transfer portal world. When your coach leaves, you have 30 days to, to enter the transfer portal and leave. So if what is the grade of this hire of Jed Fish 
one, the grade of this hire, if Noah Fafita, T-Mac, and a handful of other guys go to Seattle with him? And then what is the grade if he can't convince some of that talent from Arizona to come to follow him to to Seattle? And now you kind of have to make do with what what you got. What's the different? What's the swing there? What's the gap? I'd say, uh, judging for like realistically, seemingly who they could get, and also it's just such a unique situation we're in, where nowadays you are like you are actually hiring. Like I want to hire this coach, and I want to hire their hopefully five best players on their current roster. It's kind of a crazy situation in that regard. Um, if if they can get, like, let's say, you know, Manu too, maybe, maybe Flo, just because that's fun. <laughs> like, you know, like those yeah. four players, um, I would assume that's, like, relative to who you had a B higher. It seems like a B, yeah. which is pretty solid. Uh, if without them, like, if truly, like, only a handful of, like, no one you really care about comes from Arizona... Uh, it feels like B minus C plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't yeah. know who who's the home run hire for you. Like who's Washington? Like Washington? Who would you actually be afraid if like oh shit Washington yanked that coach out? I would be afraid if they went out and found like that next hot coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, 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 if they went out and found Dan Lanning, or if mm-hmm. they took a chance on yeah. on the next Dan Lanning, mm-hmm. and whether or not. I think and and I think we just had to keep rolling the dice because when we were in that position, they won't we there was a lot of people and we talked about it here that was like, let's go with the cozy, comfy Justin Wilcox. Like he'll never leave us. It will we'll be safe forever and, and and nothing none of this will ever happen. But Rob Mullins, to his credit, keeps rolling the dice and he kept and you just keep rolling the dice on power recruiters. Mm-hmm that will just keep building you up and keep building up your status until somebody decides that you are a destination job until Dan Lanning decides that he wants to be Mike Bellotti mm. and, or on, or Mike Bellotti on steroids. Yeah. And, uh, and so I think that honestly, like if Washington ever figured out that you need to be ahead of the curve, you need to be ready to talk about the next thing that is to be talked about and grab a power recruiter like that and with a young person with like tons of energy and and that maybe you don't know if they're going to stay but you definitely don't know they're going to leave in two years like jed fish feels like you're hiring him knowing he's going to leave in a couple years mm-hmm. while while at least you could convince yourself with glenn schumann who's the defensive coordinator at, at um uh, georgia right now and he was kind of he's kind of seen as like ginger dan lanning yeah <laughs> and uh and it, like you could convince yourself, oh, we gave this coordinator his first shot. Maybe he will stick around because Willie and Mario had both been head coaches before. So they kind of know the deal. You can kind of see them being a head coach somewhere else at some time. Dan, we gave him a shot and he keeps saying that. And uh, like, that's just the way that it goes. He could still fully leave to a Georgia job or to an NFL job or to something else if, if, things sour here nope, not until he gets <laughs> in he is here to get a national championship when he gets that oh then he can do whatever the then he'll he do wants, whatever yeah. he wants because that's what he said he was gonna do yeah. <laughs> um, thank you thank you for your service yeah thank you for your yeah. service. bam we'll make you the statue like yeah it'll have the cigar oh, yeah. Oh, yeah sitting 
Cigar like one. <laughs> Sitting in an office. There'll be an office chair in the statue. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I agree that 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 kind of. Well, the other funny thing is like because I like I've also said this the talking point of like oh he's fish is gone in two years anyways who gives a shit but that is assuming that he is a wanted coach which when you look at this roster right now like even if Fafita's not there. Even if, like, the other best players, but Fafita's not coming. Washington, like, maybe, like, trying to get to a bowl game. And that's their goal for the next two years. Like, they're in a rough spot roster-wise. Now, maybe he'll be able to rally back a bunch of these players that have decided to leave. Because that's probably why they entered the portal a lot. It's like, I don't even know who my coach is right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But, that yeah, it's assuming that he's, like, turned around Washington. Which is also tough because the people who aren't watching Washington are just going to be like, they just went to national championship and then the next year they won seven games and the next year they won yeah, nine. They're just going to stay their TCU all over again. Yeah, they, and, they're purple. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah. Take that TCU, you pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more there. Now, um, I just want to. I'm going to sprinkle this. We don't even got to talk about this much. I got I to, gotta, well, hold on, I got to click oh. the theme song. What am I doing? Okay, oh, that's that good, there? because, Voss, I was going to say, I think to span or to pan out a little bit, I think actually what we're about to see is a lot of the younger coordinator types making a transition into the head coach, because we are in kind of an era of new blood getting transfused in, and Dan Lanning is kind of showing like this new school of thought that can come along with it and i think as we start getting younger generations of kids in schools are going to want that kind of leadership blah mm-hmm. blah blah everything's we'll getting well, younger we're getting older the benefit <laughs> the benefit of uh at the same time benefit of hiring a coach getting those players yeah sometimes the coordinator it doesn't work that way but i mean it worked out for well, i think long while long term wise it's 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 great place to be now yeah. i'm gonna hit a button and we're gonna hit a, hear a song so where Fucking we're at quacksball wise um we you know we're coming men's and women's every week women's has been Harder and harder to talk about, honestly. We love the players, but um, I'm pulling up a meme I made a little while. This is how we've been feeling lately. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Kelly Graves Wolverine meme. The Sabrina. I don't know why I'm so meme-centric this episode. Love, <laughs> so the, that, love the players, just, hate the game, my guy. Kind of. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> he's just like the, the talent pool, he said it himself, has kind of been drained. God, made an abysmal statement. (laughs) Mainly from transfers out of the program from players who had plenty of eligibility, who are killing it right now, Mm -hmm. who are, like, coming and beating us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I I just saw Tiana Pow Pow on the best team in the country have a great time. God. Um, That being said, and he is now going, James, we quote you all the time. The race to 69, mm-hmm. first team to 69 wins, <laughs> uh, just about every week. The Prophet Voss says. Right now, it is like the team mentality is like, if they get to 69, we are absolutely fucked. 
Like, period, if they yeah. get to that. Like, we're not scoring 69 points, all right? Because um, we are defensive-minded <laughs> team. Well, he's even saying... We got to 70 last night. Yes, we did. See, I so now <laughs> I will say, I love... Because I've been talking so much shit about Kelly Graves. I've been like, we need to find a way to fire him. Especially as his protégés are surpassing him now. Mark Campbell at TCU is doing great. J.R. Mm-hmm. Payne at Colorado may be the best program right now in the Pac-12. They just beat Stanford. Wow. Looking like it. Um, And so, you know, it, it is like, and meanwhile, we're on big losing streaks. I genuinely thought it was going to be a month until we got our first Pac-12 win. Mm-hmm. But Aaron, this last week, we went against two schools, Arizona State, who is battling us for absolute bottom of the Pac-12. So I don't want to give too much credit for that. This was in Eugene. We did beat them 65 to 53. Didn't get to 69, but that's all right. 65 to 53. Uh it took us late in the fourth quarter until we hit our first three-pointer. Cool. Cool. <laughs> cool. I'm glad uh, well, at it, least they're taking my advice and not focusing on it or are did uh, they take a lot of shots and biff a lot? They did not take a lot, but good they, for them. They, Focus they on the like layup. Nothing. Back I will to say basics. This, Aaron, they're, they're not that far off because they're they are very clearly like their new offensive strategy mm-hmm. is just like slow shit down. Get a stop. Get a sure bucket. Take your time getting the bucket. Mm-hmm. You know, like like don't like a three. That's near impossible for us right now. Even like getting it into the paint with Filipino Che. She's getting a lot of praise, and she does deserve it, but she's not half a Ruthie Hebert offensively. Like, <laughs> well, we got to like I said, we got to stop. We got to stop dwelling in the past, my guy. We can't, oh yeah, no, we no. Can't I look agree. at gods and then go, why can't every human be a god? <laughs> I agree. I agree. But Grace fans, like, we do have talent. We do have height, you know, and we are like rebounding a lot better. Grace Van Sluten is clearly. One of the best players, most consistent players on this team. Great. And I think she's actually really taking over. Good. Um, we need yeah, leadership. Look, we need leadership. It's, loved, <laughs> it's, it's pretty awesome to see. No, it really is just like, just just really buckle down on defense. If they have a, a better than average, uh, the, our opponents, if they shoot better than average, we're fucked. Mm. But if they have an off night... Maybe we can sneak one in, which is uh, you can see that by the next game we beat Arizona, which is not as good as they've been in the last couple of years, but not a bad team. And we beat them and we we led for basically we led for 99 percent of the game. It was very competitive. But when it came down to it, even the players who have truly there that are like non-existent on the scoreboard that we've needed to show up, like mm-hmm. Sammy Wagner, she drained two late threes to keep us ahead. And, like, we won 70 to 68, uh, mainly because we were out-rebounded them like crazy. They didn't get to 69. And uh, I, I do – so I think there is some hope. Like, it's unfortunate that we're having to play this style, but you are starting to see, like, oh, Kelly Graves is – he is trying to get this team uh-huh. looking a certain maybe, way. Maybe he's the reanimated corpse of a coach from the 1940s whose last name is Kelly, yeah. 
But because he came from the grave and he's so old timey, he was like, oh. I'll just be Kelly Graves. See, tell, it takes like that are only seems, seems obvious. Well, you'll only get them on the Quackle podcast. <laughs> that's why you come here. Yeah, that's why, that's you, why come you come here. here. Yeah. Um, so up next, Stanford in California. James, um, I think we are fully on the like, we're trying not to talk too much shit about the play, trying not to talk any shit about the players, really. Being realist, mm. but not talking too much shit about them. They're trying hard. They they haven't given up, which is nice. But we are talking a lot of shit on Kelly Graves. Um, I need insight. Do you do you like wh- how hot is this seat for you? I mean, I, I mean, you you're coming off a weekend where you just won. You swept the Pac-12 weekend. You you beat no matter who it is. Like that's part of you. Just take it week by week, and and that's the goal, right? right? Mm-hmm. And I think if you wanted to keep building the case against him, you wanted to, you're like, get him out of here. You kind of hoped maybe you dropped one or two of those. Not that you ever. Ah, that is brutal. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I am at the point where I'm like, if they win, I'm like, oh, that's that's good. That's promise. It doesn't mean we're winning a Pac-12 or even being competitive. But I'm like, that's good. And when we lose, I'm like, well. Okay, there's another little Stanford, Colorado, Utah, Wazoo. Like they'll do. Rob Mullins' job for us, like, yeah. it, like, and also he, he Kelly could win a handful of those games or pull off a, a handful of those, and like Rob Mullins still like will know what to do. Like he's he's a very smart athletic director. He's savvy, and yeah. he'll know ultimately whether or not the future is is with Kelly or if it's in a different direction. Um, I just hope if we do fire Kelly Graves, we are ready to pony up the Gino Ariema money oh. uh, and, and just go get him and 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 spend big and, and bring, bring him to the West Coast. That's hmm. kind of where it's just like we all saw if we hadn't seen that peak of what duck women's basketball can be with a living God on the team, mind you, but like. Yeah. Like you know, just just the peak of like that feeling, like the, all of Eugene, we were just a basketball school, and uh, I I got the ticket of the Elite Eight game up in Portland, like oh, it, yeah. one of my favorite Duck memories that I ever personally mm-hmm. been to. Uh, I'm just so hungry for that, and I just don't. If if Kelly Graves were to rally back, the only way it seems like, like if Grace Van Sluten. Filipina Che or Chance Gray, if either of those three transfer out, then I'm like, fire him immediately. Because you can't build, like, the rest of the team, they're trying really hard. I Hearts to them. You can't build off that. Like, you need those three to stay, yep. to get better, and then you need to be adding to the culture. I just, I just had a thought, is that... So Kelly is like generational, like the most important, like pivot point of era, like the beginning of his, his career at Oregon, like women's basketball just absolutely catapults into a different stratosphere. And, and then just because of the the nature of women's basketball and because of the nature of, of where Kelly's at in his career, he stays and sticks around and he keeps going and maybe it kind of peters out. Maybe it doesn't look like, exactly that excitement right then then and there in the perfect time with the perfect players perfect situation and it's is it like if chip kelly had stayed (laughs) and then we just became we would go from like bcs rose bowl championship undefeated like crazy crazy offense 
like like catapults Oregon football into a new stratosphere, mm -hmm. but then kind of just he doesn't like to recruit and he doesn't uh, he, he got weird like management style being like GM and head coach at the same time and and uh, and then he just we just become eight nine seven win team the rest of the way or UCLA and, what UCLA and, is right now you yeah. know exactly yeah. no it's it's true I've absolutely thought that myself like. Uh... Uh, I'm actually now at the point, my stance now with Chip Kelly is Chip Kelly is exactly Mark Helfrich, but he's an asshole. <laughs> That's well, where I'm at right now. They're the same guy, like same level, but uh -huh. one is actually an asshole. But Don't otherwise, same offensive like mindset can run a team just as well as the other guy. Like That's kind of where I'm at. It's probably not true. Don't whatsoever. hate it. Here's Mark my question. Nice. Let's hear it. I feel like we haven't really discussed that all sports are now shifting out of the Pac-12 because it is completely donezos. So what does that landscape look like for women's basketball? And what is our opponent level once we get there? And I think maybe, like you were saying, uh, Mr. Inchargeo will realize, yo, Graves can Graves can barely get us through the Pac-12, and maybe if is it going to be more intense? Maybe he'll be like, "You gotta go. I'm going to let you finish this of, one quietly." Yeah, <laughs> but you it gotta seems go. Kind of like Pac-12 has been the absolute best conference in women's basketball. Yeah. Oh, has it? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. But. Never mind. With Stanford, so, and a lot of the, you know, like, we still got some good teams going over to the mm -hmm. Big Ten, um, but we're not going to have Stanford there, and that is a big yeah. one, because Stanford's the, Not going to have Stanford, yeah. not going to have Colorado and Utah, who are on the on a huge upswing. That's true. Honestly, Kelly might, this, the, the switch to the Big Ten, I hadn't even really considered yeah. that. That might save might, Kelly's job. Holy yeah. shit. So years. reverse what I was thinking? It might extend yeah. his career? <laughs> they may be like, well, it's a change of pace. Let's Why, why I do mean, a transition right now yeah. when we're already doing a big transition? If you're going to go from the mm -hmm. bottom to the middle or above just by switching conferences, shit, do that every couple. Just switch conferences every few years. Yeah. yeah. All the more reason Jed Fisher stayed at Arizona. <laughs> it all comes back. Yeah. And, and then so on the on the other side here. Okay. Um so hot seat for Kelly Graves for me is is pretty freaking hot. There was this uh not so much now because the state of the program, but there were other people online, morons I would say, mm -hmm. that uh were talking about like, well, if we're going to talk about Kelly Graves' hot seat, we should probably also talk about Dana Altman's hot seat. For me, I have never, I've always been, I need a lot worse results than what we've had with Dana Altman. Have you, what are your thoughts on that? It's all right if you were one of those. No, morons. no, not, not at all. I definitely, I was going to be resigned to, oh, I guess this is just another one of those years we missed the tournament, or especially what? with all the injuries that obviously it was terrible like luck. Clockwork. They oh, mount yeah. up the beginning of December, and you're just like, what? Like, what are we even gonna do till Dante and Biddle and whoever else, like Mookie, like till anyone else gets healthy? What? Like, what is the point even? Why are we playing basketball? Yeah. And then we lose to Santa Clara, yeah. who actually uh, looks even better. Mm -hmm. uh, just watched that Gonzaga game the other night. Too. Yeah. 
Exactly. Uh, it's so, a women's team also lost to Santa Clara, but they're a bad Santa Clara. Yes. So they just yes, have our number this year. <laughs> and and so it definitely like I always have faith that he's gonna turn it around. I just hope I don't have to keep waiting until the Pac-12 tournament every year to just cross my fingers and hope he can make some sort of a run. Because mm-hmm. there are like 20, 30 other games that they could totally do that in. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, definitely been fun to watch him. Uh, it just feels like he's ready to develop some of these younger freshmen who aren't just like one and done guys like Shellstad, oh. uh, uh, Kwame, and, and sort of like feel that out as they're coming together and mesh them with transfers like a Quendo and, and kind of feel like it's working out a little bit. And uh, definitely once his style can come back and once like JJ and Tracy doesn't have to be like a big or a four. Yeah. In the lineup, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, and Biddle and Dante, like Dante coming back and looking as good as he did in his first like three, four minutes and giving us that physical nature down low against Cal and like slamming it down oh. and making him definitely like, oh, this actually is a complete team. And uh, it's, it's uh, amazing, when, isn't it? Like, it's the thing that's impressed me the most is when I'm watching like our game against Wazoo, which ended up being an awesome game, like truly yeah. just any spectator. It was it was fantastic game. Uh, both teams shooting like crazy. There was a time where we had like the smallest lineup I've ever seen the Ducks go with. Mm-hmm. And just hitting everything, and and like late in that game when it was like, well, it's it's we're shooting like goddamn eighty percent, but it's still like a two score game. Um, it was it was not it didn't have to just be Shellstad who's who's Pritchard two point yeah. but like it didn't have to just be Shellstad like. Uh, uh, Kuznard would drain a three. Tracy would drain mm-hmm. a three. Like Rigsby, Rigsby. was mis- his- hitting everything. Like this team is so. It's like we found a mini great team inside a of a full hmm. healing yeah. team. So that's a still uh, true yeah. fact from last week that still carries over to this week. So Aaron, we only had one game this week, and it, oh and, great, and it Good. was keep them healthy. Yeah. Oh, honestly, yeah. Um, huge news. This is wonderful. James uh, pointed this out already. Uh, and Foley Dante, baby, back, mm. back in the lineup. Limited time, which is what you want. Why? Why risk it? And and there was a mm. couple times he hit the deck where you're like, he he seems to like to take his time getting up after hitting the ground which i mean it's a long way up yeah that's a long way up that's true but it it was immediate breath of fresh air of like oh finally we have big time presence in the paint Mm -hmm. though though a lot of you know like uh, you know people have been stepping up and i'll I'll tell you this aaron this is why i'm so hot in this team i'm like yep second national title come in this season for this team uh because goddamn we were down 18 points uh, this is at Matt Knight. Uh, Cal was just shooting lights out. Cal's actually becoming a bit of a better team, which is nice to see. Um, there's no reason why they should be so bad. But uh, so we were down 18 points. Just it, the threes just weren't hitting, and Cal was on fire. Like you knew mm-hmm. it was going to come down to earth after a, a certain point. But we were not looking great. Um, this was in the beginnings of the ice storm, so it was really tough to get out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and like the next day the women played and they didn't even allow fans. It was only wow. team members and family Jesus. members were allowed. And because so, the, if anybody dies, it should be the team. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Not a bunch of drunken and assholes. Their family. <laughs> but um uh they there was I think there was something like 5,000 or something seeing this Oregon and Cal is ba- is has a bad record. 5,000 people. Mm-hmm. You can tell Oregon like Eugene starting to like wake up to like mm. damn, this team is fun to watch. We're number yeah. 1 in the Pac-12, undefeated in Pac-12 play right now. Uh wow. which looks to be a weak Pac-12 men's uh, year. Okay. That's good for us. And even down 18 points, uh, one thing I loved is because Dana Altman had like a video saying, hey, guys, we need you here. We'd love to have you here for this game. And the 5,000 people that showed up, 5,000 plus, they let them like, hey, guys, we we know you bought nosebleed seats. Come down, like fill fill in the lower Mm -hmm. seats, which they don't always – let you do in stadium, so it's awesome. I love that. that. That gave a real energy. He said that that the team really fed off that energy because even down eighteen points, yeah. And I'm t- and me at home, dude. Like down eighteen, I have faith in this team that we're still mm-hmm. gonna rally up. Like we're still gonna win, and we absolutely did. We won eighty to seventy three, uh, because because t- we just like you can't stop a you can't have us have a bad scoring day. Uh, game for 40 minutes this mm-hmm, team mm-hmm. like can get hot real quick we've got like especially if Biddle comes back and like Mookie's playing more Dante's playing more we have Pac-12 champ depth if if that fully comes absolutely through. yeah and that's what we were hoping for mm-hmm. like the last two three years where this same thing happened and you're like okay how can we survive? How can we lose as few games as we can till the middle of January till like, like we're entering Pac-12 play, like survive just a little bit. And there just wasn't enough gas in the tank. There just wasn't enough behind all these guys. Mm-hmm. And, and Dana has like definitely had to learn through that and see how best he can develop and, and locate the best kind of players, mm-hmm. the best kind of talent, the right at the right level for everybody and then develop those guys learn how to like adjust his game plan because you're coming into this year with Biddle and Dante. I can't imagine you spent much of the whole off season, like planning to not have a big, mm-hmm. like two like tall furs yeah. in the middle right there. Yeah. Like, and you know, Shellstad and Mookie, low? like, you know, they're healing from surgery too. So it's like, yeah. what was practice yeah. even was Dana Altman yeah. suiting up? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a new. He's like, hey guys, this week uh, everybody's hurt, so we're gonna learn how to play small ball. We're gonna learn how to play with five guards on the floor, and uh, and he figures it out as as, um, as a good uh, coach Ross should. Honestly, yeah, yeah you solve you see the problem, you solve the problem. You don't sit down on your chair on the side of the court and just Talk watch them Graves. play basketball. <laughs> well, you got to stand up sometimes, Kelly Graves. <laughs> to compare to compare the two the the jobs they have because it's it is true that like Kelly Graves like he actually if they get a bit of a turnaround like if they went like fifty mm-hmm. fifty for the rest of the season yeah. for me that's actually like holy shit Kelly Graves you really like I'm not saying we guaranteed need to keep your job but you actually really did turn this around because their roster and this is on Graves is paper thin yeah. And mm-hmm. and like well, the, the people, they they are so lacking in talent that he doesn't have options. 
Dana Altman recruits fucking gangbusters. Right. Finds the perfect transfers to get in, and then also has... Ta- like, Keyshawn Bartholomew, who transferred from Colorado a couple years ago, against Cal, he stepped up. Like, he played yeah, out of his fucking he mind. It and it, it's, He turned it on. Yeah. I got to say... Uh, there's a reason why I call you the Prophet Voss. It's because every so often you hit me over the head with a dummy stick and I go, oh, shit, that's the thing. Uh, I never realized that, yeah, he really was forever dealing with players who were just using Oregon to go to the NBA. Bowl, bowl. Oh, God. With that <laughs> ankle bowl bowl injury. so long. Yeah, that bowl ankle bowl injury. So but it anyway. That circuit team. <laughs> That Syracuse but game yeah. in the yeah. in the garden in the Mecca. Yeah, maybe uh, that's forever be. Maybe that's yeah. the whole thing. Is he just like brain, yeah. Oregon great? Yeah, he just started brutal. focusing on the players who have been sticking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, but he's. This is just the. This is the like team that will sneak up on other teams in March. When you really look at it, it's like mm, cool oh, shit. They got so much five star talent. So much NBA talent, and then anyone who's not that is a veteran who's like college great. Like I, yeah. I don't want to jinx this team, but this is this is the real test coming up here. Because well, yeah, I was about to something ask something we have not been able to do. Something that's always been huge trouble for Dana Altman is the road trip to the Mountain Schools. Mm-hmm. We've uh, we just beat. Colorado in Boulder for the first time like I think it was last year or two years ago I forget two years ago two years ago I think yeah uh so like we just got past that I don't think we have ever swept the mountain schools we tip I maybe we did a couple it's very rare if ever it's happened so and Utah's looking pretty decent Colorado is Colorado and they're in Boulder it's a tough game if we win yeah if we they're twelve and five. Twelve and oh, five. Shit. They're, they're, yeah, they're 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 pretty good. Um, it just it it'll definitely be a test. It feels like every week because as dominant as those USC and UCLA games felt mm-hmm. since then, like Washington came down to the wire. Yeah, Wazoo came down to the wire. It really shouldn't have been for the way we shot, but we turned the ball over a ton. Yeah. I I remember I was like Rigsby, like what the hell is he doing out there? Because he had like four or five turnovers in like. 10 possessions but then he was shooting like he hit his first he hit his first seven shots he hit his first four three-pointers wow. <laughs> it was kind yeah. of now, insane so are you going into the rest of these games kind of uh like any one of these we can lose or are there any like yeah. ones that you're like oh these are this yeah. one we should definitely win even with yeah i feel like we are the or the washington football the 2023 washington football of basketball because we're crazy talented but we might find ourselves playing down to like like this Cal uh, game i know they 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 defeated ucla like like really easily but so did we yeah and like they it, like we've played down to that we there was no reason we should have played with our food and like been down 18 mm-hmm, points and mm-hmm. but uh, but we, we can might finish. win a couple nail bites. like the, the nice thing is yeah. with those injuries that we suffered through and like slowly adding talent like adding shellstad adding mookie um it's made it so that like you know like tracy's like yeah i've been a starter you know, like, like, like Rigsby's like, yeah, I've, I've logged in serious minutes. A Quendo, like, uh, it, yeah. it's like when they're coming off the bench, 
they there is no sense of like ugh, I a wish dip. I was uh, like I I'm doing this to earn starting minutes or so when I sure. transfer to my next team there it is a sense of like I'm a starter too like I I'm I'm just as much as anyone on this team it it's fucking amazing we we are not we're still not like world like I understand why we're not we may not we'll still not be ranked even um, yeah uh but it's it's like if if it seems like it's gonna be close, and if it's close in the end, as of right now, this doc team's gonna like like we can finish, like we can yeah. close, we will drain the three as time rate. Like it, it's <laughs> it's been such a fun. Yeah. No matter what the results, this this season's been so fun to watch. Honestly, yeah, we seem built for a turn because that's the style of a tournament team. Ah. It's the one that you can trust at the end, mm-hmm. and in a way that like say even the year that we were the one seed and went to the final four like that made that that was awesome or it was the one seed both of those years the elite eight and the final four year like we were so good all throughout the regular season and there are so many teams like that like purdue was last year like where you're you're so good during the year but you just have no clue what they're going to do come tournament time and that's what the tournament is like not really for finding the best team it's for finding the best tournament team. Yeah, sure. And uh, this has kind of been what it's already felt like, like we're already in tournament mode and uh, that we, we can win those games that come down to the wire, win the weird ones uh, and, and finish. And that's, that's really fun to see. Can I ask what, if you're able to verbalize it, what would be the differences between a regular season game and a tournament game? That would rec- what is this? What is the switch made in the team? Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, how's it? Differ? It's it's survival. It's uh, it's the cornered the cornered rat that's gonna chew through you. Because every right? game it, is it, every game you're almost out. So it's just a it's different elimination. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah, right. Sing, single elimination. You just have, have to have that mentality. And I know they're they're not having that right now. And I don't want them to have that right now. They will exhaust mm-hmm. themselves. It just turns out that they're finding themselves at the end of games and they can turn on that switch like when when it comes down to the wire. Mm. Like ideally, they will go through some semblance of a slump here in the next like week or two and, and sort of get that out of their system. Sure. Because I think that's how and maybe maybe they already got it out of their way because they lost to Santa Clara. But maybe as a full unit. They should they should maybe find something where they they trip up in the middle of it so that they can come out of that I see. and and then go back to that tournament yeah. mode because that might okay. be the best the best way to build themselves. It up. really is just like they're not prone to choking anymore. And in yeah, the tournament, well, the tournament you can't yet. choke. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> that's very true. Um, I'll tell you this: this is what I think, especially with the depth can really help you i mean in tournament the beauty of a tournament is sometimes you're like oh we don't have any depth but we have one player that's just michael jordan for one month and that is enough like <laughs> sometimes that's just or just like that dude's really fucking big and we made mm-hmm. it to the final four because of that you know? right but yeah. um the truly getting there and like having the full roster having these options it, it reminds me of the great, uh, another great Eugene podcaster, Dan Carlin of Hardcore History. He talks about like why the Vikings were so formidable and why they have this like long as a people, like 
Scandinavians. Well, as, a, as a warrior class, specifically. Okay, I would be careful. Because <laughs> he, well, he said, because of their white heritage, no, joking. Because of, uh, 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 because of their, because uh, it's, it's like, let's say they're like, they're, they're first stringers, right? Sure. They're like first wave, like the vanguard, basically, or whatever. Uh, that first wave of warrior was probably just as ferocious, just as good as uh, random townships' first wave of warriors. The difference was, so they're battling on, the second wave of Vikings are just as bloodthirsty, just as seasoned warriors the second wave of like a some random town that it's a those are the farmers right that you gave it's the leftovers a, yeah exactly like they're like we literally can't be fighting for more than a month because otherwise the farms will go down and we're all gonna die like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we're all gonna yeah. die compared to vikings ready to the second wave of vikings are just as fucking bloodthirsty. You know? And you're saying that our, that's our what... second wave could start at any village in the, yeah. any village in the country. Exactly. I, I'm saying like there is the thing that has impressed me most about this is right. the injuries have shown that there is an awesome mini team within our full team. And and it's just the depth is is fucking amazing. It's the exact opposite of Kelly Graves' squad, quite frankly. You're not relying hey, on like hey, hey, hey. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, James, I love you so much, buddy. We didn't uh what first of all, one last question. What are your thoughts? We didn't talk about the bowl game, Oregon versus Liberty uh, at all. It was barely a bowl game. If we would have lost that game, I would have shut down this podcast. We would not have had any more episodes. What do you think about these guys? Oh Various God. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I was gonna say I just hope that uh uh Gary Falwell Jr. was watching. I know he liked to watch. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just wanted I to get he, a joke. I hope he was watching. And, Absolutely. And, and that he enjoyed his time watching. If, if he likes <laughs> if he likes watching people close to him get fucked, then that was oh absolutely the thing to watch. Now, James Ditchrich is the website. Everyone should be going over there. I have three different emails, all of them subscribed to Ditchrich. Uh, appreciate it's it. absolutely a fantastic for read for any Oregon Duck fan um, and uh, we uh, we appreciate having you on whenever we record weekly we'd love to have you on whenever you'd like any whenever a Tom appreciate Cruise it. movie comes up whenever uh, a huge win or anything feel free to hop on and also for our watching for the watching public on youtube.com there's this uh, a, a little secret um, this whole podcast, you've probably been thinking, oh, James, he's in a nice, what looks to be a hotel room, maybe. I have no idea. It looks very nice and quaint. <laughs> um, it definitely looks like a guest room. Is that not room. real? Uh, well, and then I've, I'll look at those nice, cozy uh, uh, pillows here. Is that uh, your bedroom, really nice. Adam? Wait, wait a second. That's not a pillow. That is a living dog. <laughs> 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 You want to cheat? Oh! <laughs> Look at that pillow face. Look at that side uh-huh. pillow. That Very pillow face right there. So under, under has that dog yeah. been here the whole oh, time? Under nice. It has, right? <laughs> wow. I've been watching it for a while. Yes, I, yeah. I thought it was a pillow, and then it looked up one time, and I was like, How oh, my God. funny. It is adorable. Oh, I never God. noticed. 
I know. His name is Lenny. Oh, uh, Lenny. Him that. Uh, we could say it's after Len Casanova, but they just got it right at the at the rescue. I say this all the time, and uh, like so many people who have pets, I don't know if you guys have pets, you name Aaron, maybe two Aaron. to three to four throughout your life. Like you just name two to three, two to four. Sure. Mm-hmm. But at the, at the rescue, they name like 12 dogs a day. Yeah. They're just re- They're the best at it. And so they gave him the name Lenny. I don't know if he really even knows it yet <laughs> or we've had him for three years and he had some other name for five years. I mean, he looked that. up when you said it so that, he looks like pretty like what the hell is going on? Why yeah. are you? Why is the show about me all of a sudden? Yeah, he he heard me say uh, T R E A T, so he's gonna mm. be mad at me in a second. I don't through. See, yeah, I thought 12? the I thought the big reveal was gonna be that uh, the whole photo behind you was CGI, and you were actually sitting right next to Adam, and I was gonna have my mind. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> By the way, tw- uh, earlier he said twelve dogs a day. Sounds like. Um, uh, the transfer rate over at the Washington Huskies. Yikes! Ayo! What a what a what a stamp on this. That's why you're the professional. Oh, That's why nice. this is your show. What can I say? Thank you both for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, uh, subscribe to Ditch Rich. Uh, anyone listening? <laughs> Absolutely. Do that. We'll link it. Uh, pleasure having you on. We'll we'll talk in the future. Absolutely. Aaron, it's been a pleasure as well. Enjoy that bowl of oranges. <laughs> you still got half a bowl. Of, how well, many oranges was that? Was that like four full two, oranges? Two oranges. It's not crazy. Do you, do you have scurvy? Because it's not going to work retroactively. I love oranges. Look, Day is making fun of me for eating apples. You're coming at me for eating oranges. Sorry that I have a healthy lifestyle and know how to treat my <laughs> body with grace. Which oh is not God. true because I have to eat this stuff because I got gallstones <laughs> wow. from eating oh, like great. an asshole. All right. And on that note, go Ducks. Go Ducks. Next week. Bye. Go Ducks. Quack, quack. <laughs>